You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of June 24th, 2018, episode 84. Coming at you live from the city of subdued excitement, I am Chris Powell. And from the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. On this episode, we are out and about and mobile. And we're also doing this live from the tailgate of my truck at the Barkley Monstrosity. All that and more next on the Bellingham Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you think we jest. <laughs> we are actually setting up our thousands of dollars of mobile recording equipment on top of a uh, canopy bed, a, yeah. a tonneau cover, yeah. uh, with a, uh, a pickup <laughs> truck overlooking the Barkley movie monstrosity with the fountain uh, associated with it in the distance for ambient noise. How are you, AJ? I'm doing good, Chris. I thought this was like a nice change. I wish the weather was uh, not fully 100% overcast, but oh well. But we can't always get what we want. However, it's not freezing and it is pleasant weather without a whole lot of wind. So let's talk about getting out of hibernation. We are getting out of hibernation and we're doing this because the topic at hand is get out. Get out. Get out. All right. Let's talk about ways to get out, ladies and gentlemen, around here in Bellingham. Uh, I've discovered that you know we there are a couple that we're aware of but there may be a couple that you're not aware of what am i talking about markets public markets around bellingham and uh the vicinity we all know about the saturday uh deep public market at uh, depot market square okay cool that's on every saturday during the summer fairhaven has a wednesday market usually in the afternoons from i'm gonna think their new summer hours if i check the website correctly are from 3 to 7 p.m on wednesdays during the summer did you know that on Fridays this summer, Commercial Street in the uh, right ventricle of downtown Bellingham has an open night market Fridays uh, this summer in the evenings. And uh, they close the street down, food vendors, uh, uh, merchants, and uh, probably live music going on there. But also another one, a fourth one to occupy your get-out time, uh, Birchwood International Market is uh, going to be in the Albertsons parking lot last Friday of every month this summer. So there'll be about two or three times food, fun, uh, things to shop, and to uh, live music. So uh, get out, like we talked about, and uh, check it out because there are going to be some interesting uh, you know, food trucks probably. Uh, for getting a, a little bite to eat and uh, support your local merchants and whatever they're going to be uh, selling. Not sure who's going to be around, but we may have to talk back in another episode in the future about, hey, I found this and this vendor, you know, uh, has a story that could be pretty cool. And uh, got to love the live music as well, just to be able to have that kind of uh, uh, atmosphere. So pop quiz. You mentioned food trucks. What is one of your favorite food trucks here in Bellingham? Uh, there's one off of Northwest Street, uh, Northwest Avenue, I believe, that is by the, the, the little market, the little f uh, fresh uh, garden market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and forgive me, you put me on the spot. I know, I know. Quiz, but well, we are out and about. That's the whole thing. Yes. It's just spontaneity fun in, in the city of 98225. That's right. 7-9. Uh, but on Northwest Avenue, there is a goods uh, market, I think, and they also uh, turned that into a little bit of a, a, a brewery, 
as well with the internal area which I, and outdoor seating. Uh, there is a truck there that has some wonderful Mexican food, uh, reasonably priced, of course, and uh, I just dig the quesadillas. Anytime I want to get a darn quesadilla, uh, <laughs> I get my chicken uh, quesadilla from that uh, taco truck Dude, or, or, cool. the, or that, the Mexican food truck. So that's mine. How about you, AJ? Uh, I'm in the same vein as you. I, I mean, Mexican food truck all the way. I don't know which one it is. It's the one that's usually stationed right there on, what is it, Iowa Street? Like, um, What's down that that corridor? You got like all of the automotive, auto faux, row, auto auto row. Yeah. you got Favinger Plumbing over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right in the middle in between, um, in that intersection, there's a there's a uh, Mexican food truck there. And man, they're skookum. Absolutely. But I, I can't remember who they are either because I just classified as, ooh, quesadillas? <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. Did you know that there's a Washington State Food Truck Association? I just recently heard about that from a reliable source, Chris. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, I, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, they, they do have standards and, and, and such, and so it's not just like, hey, I'm going to bring in uh, a van and I'm going to be, you know, schlepping food out there. Wait, so I can't just serve, like, hot podcast sandwiches out of the bed of this truck? This you could, work? but good friggin' luck with okay. that. Okay. But, uh, no, they're, they got some standards and, and practices and everything, and it's great to have that kind Kind of uh, every, have everyone check in. I know that last year uh, there was a food truck fest in uh, the parking lot of Civic Field. Uh, I think that was in late summer or early fall, if I recall correctly. I definitely think food trucks are starting to get uh, big around Bellingham. I'm seeing them by the local breweries, uh, the thousands upon thousands that we have around here, and. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking around for the barbecue food truck and so if you uh, ladies and gentlemen if you are listening out there and you have uh, a suggestion for a great barbecue food truck in bellingham hashtag beham podcast uh drop us a, a little tweet uh let us know because i would love to get my barbecue on uh for that so uh in addition to markets food uh vending and live music what else might be uh, a good way to get out and about well so one of the other uh key features of uh bellingham and fairhaven is the art walks so a couple episodes back we had nikki lang from found goods and she mentioned it in an interview um, that there are, and I had to look it up before the show because I didn't realize that there are two different art walks for the city of subdued excitement. We've got Bellingham, which is the first Friday yep. of every month, and we have Fairhaven fourth Fridays, uh, which is the fourth Friday of every month. And uh, at the time of this recording, that fourth Friday is already passed for June, so we'd be doing this for July. But you know, check it, put it on your calendars. You know, the first Friday of every month. Go to downtown Bellingham and do the art walk and support your local artists. And then also, at the, you know, skip, skip three weeks. And at the end of the month, make sure you swing down to Fairhaven and also do the Fairhaven Art Walk. It's a great way to bookend the month uh, as you start your weekend, both as the month starts and as the month concludes. And uh, with an art walk, you get a chance to enjoy uh, local talent and uh, get, get to expand your brain a little bit in, in interpretations of uh, what they see through their eyes captured on uh, physical media. And, uh, you know, if you don't happen to indulge in a drink, this would be a great opportunity to do something that doesn't involve uh, the crowds that flood every kind of <laughs> microbrewery around Bellingham. So, yeah, art walks are definitely where it's at. Chris, you are jonesing for a good documentary, which I know this season, eh, there's been a few, but what if somebody wanted to get out and experience cinema? Uh, what would that look like in our, our fine, fair city? Well, you know, kind of like, you know, the farmer's market, it's a standard. Oh, by the way, 
Um, Farmer's Market, little known, Bellingham Farmer's Market, started in 93, so this is their 25th anniversary oh, this year. Dog. Anyway, back to uh, this other uh, idea. Um, if you want to get out and enjoy a nice film, you can go to what we're looking at right here over off of uh, Sunset and Barkley, the, the Regal Cinemas 16, uh, oh my gosh, it's huge, <laughs> uh, monstrosity. And then you do have the wonderful Pickford Cinema and the Pickford Limelight. But when on a nice evening, you don't really want to be indoors in some cases. So naturally... Y'all know where I'm going with this one. The Fairhaven Village Green has uh, the Fairhaven Outdoor Cinema. Uh, as of this recording, the for this weekend, they're going to be showing the Goonies. I was just going to say. Those Goonies, you know, they never die. And uh, <laughs> every Saturday there'll be some uh, awesome movie to be able to see during the uh, Saturday evenings after dusk. Get there early if you actually want to uh, watch it because uh, space goes quickly. It does. Uh, but also... Uh, keep in mind that on Cornwall or Commercial Street, I one, think of the, it, one of the C streets. Yeah, I th- I'm going to roll with Commercial on this one because it's the Commercial uh, Street Parkade, the parking, yeah. the parking parkade. The rooftop uh, on uh, Fridays has some outdoor movies that they'll be showing, so you get a chance to enjoy open air. Uh, a community event and a pretty cool movie. I would imagine they d- they don't just pick any movie. That's got to be worth it. Uh, but there's two options to be able to enjoy a movie uh, out on the town. Um, also, should you be interested in a little bit more live music, and live music is everywhere when the weather gets nice. And also to get, uh, get out and about to enjoy some live music because I love me some live music any chance I get. Uh, over down in the waterfront in the Bellwether area, they've got Blues and Brews on Thursday nights. I think we're getting to a place now where you can have every night of the week occupied by something to do outside in Bellingham. Hmm, I think that's the theme of this episode. Absolutely. So um, so what, what other places would you go to uh, if you didn't want the crowds but wanted to get out? Well, the other thing I, I, that I wanted to loop into this is, so for instance, some of us are uh, introverts. Yes. And all of the experiences, albeit very family friendly, very fun, very active, which is all what we're trying to wrap into the show, there is a boku amount of people. Yeah. I mean, all of the art walks, uh, like you just said, space in the, the rooftop cinema and all of the, the outdoor cinemas go fast. Do not forget, we also have excellent greenways and trail systems oh, yeah. here. Yes. There is a new walking path with a uh, technology experience uh, tied into it. Um, I should have looked up the name of the walking path. It's brand new. Put a link in the show notes. As you walk this walking path, there are areas where you can take your smartphone and they have these little cradles. Uh, The city of Bellingham is trying to do is have um, user submitted uh, photos of this area and uh, over a cross of I think a year or two. And they are going to compile it into a time lapse of this brand new park area. So it's a really cool area uh, to check out. I'm planning on doing it probably this this weekend, uh, presuming we don't get rained on. Uh, and I'll have more to report on the next episode. It's funny you should mention that uh, photography project because uh, we were recently walking our dog along the Orchard, uh, Orchard Street uh, trail, which kind of goes under I-5. But it's a wonderfully long straightaway that can connect uh, James Street uh, to... Um, 
Orchard Street. Yeah, yeah. And uh, within there, there's a little bit of a bridge, a little bit of new development, and then they had that sign about take a picture here and submit it to this. So keep your eyes peeled on some of these trails. Bellingham's trying to do something to merge technology and the beauty that we have going on here yeah. uh, for d documenting the progress of pr uh, the landscape and the and the uh, trails we got around here. Well, I think it's also a cool messaging. Like it's it's conservation, right? Like you know we we have this fine green area, you know, and we have all of these wonderful trails and stuff. And how do you promote uh, more and more people to get out? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, social media. So, I mean, if you're going to be out and walking, everybody's got their, you know, nose in their phone at some point in a walk, you know, this is a really cool way for our city to basically make original content, user submitted content um, to benefit everybody, to remind people to get out and experience, get out of a rut, you yes. know, here in Bellingham. That's that's what this show is kind of really harping on. Well, and just to raise awareness that, you know, you're used to your, uh, the, the routine uh, week that you go through and the typical places you normally go to, well, here's a couple of places you might not be aware of. Yeah. And uh, with the trails and other things, you know, if you go up, not just Barkley Hill, which has a wonderful, uh, you know, North Ridge Trail uh, section. You got uh, a Royal Park yep. off of Fairhaven. You got the Inner Urban Trail, which everyone knows about. Uh, one thing to just keep in mind: pick a neighborhood. Yeah. Pick a, we a got district, as a, we call a, it a here. A district, fair enough. And uh, just go for a walk. You know, Elizabeth Park on Thursday nights. Speaking of outdoor music, uh, we'll have live music being played in the park. But they're in that Columbia neighborhood. Wonderful vintage homes, yeah. well maintained. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, that live there. Uh, and a great place to uh, observe and kind of get a little bit of history because in some of these neighborhoods, you've got historical uh, homes that are have listed. been here for a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. Hundred years. And you know, get yourself out of the uh, current crane that we have of development of multifamily housing and other things Condos. like that. Condos. Oh yeah, everywhere yeah. you go. But uh, and also, you know, if you go to one other trail that had occurred to me that I like, uh, that my wife and I like, especially as we walk our uh, obnoxious puppy at times, uh, <laughs> who's now a dog. But anyway. Uh, from the Depot Market Square, you've got a trail that will lead to Boulevard Park. From, from Railroad Avenue, there will be a little bit of a trail that goes through some of the new-ish uh, residential areas. The high rises will give you a trail kind of along, that kind of parallels State Street as you're heading out to Boulevard Park. Oh, right, But right, it's a right, wonderful right. walking trail that you get a nice view of the bay. Um, and also bring mosquito repellent because uh, you will get eaten alive like I have on a couple of occasions. But great place to go for a bike ride uh, or a dog walk or a romantic stroll, whomever you decide to be romantic with, uh, to head over to Boulevard Park. Oh, by the way, Boulevard Park is having some outdoor music probably on Saturdays. Every day. Exactly. And so if you want to be a masochist and deal with a parking lot that is Boulevard on a Saturday night for these live music events, have fun. But otherwise, if you were to walk there, park at Railroad around the Boundary Bay Depot Market Square area, it's about a mile-ish walk and uh, take off when you want to and don't have to worry about the pile of uh, cars trying to get out, especially if there's a train blocking the exit from Boulevard Park. So speaking of trails, there's also this trail above us. It's called the Airwaves, and you may be listening to the Bellingham Podcast on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the slightly overcast city of subdued excitement. So uh, in our next segment, Chris, I have a burning desire to ask you this simple question that I asked you earlier this week. Yes, sir. 
What's new in minimalism land? Uh, minimalism really doesn't have a whole lot of newness. It's, it, you know, it's, it, the mindset is how to live a life, uh, how to live a, a, a life of joy with less, uh, how to let, how to be, how to own some things, but not be owned by your things. And, um, to be able to have better perspective on how you approach the stuff in your life and to go for experiences versus uh, things. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is pretty much the tenants. <laughs> that's it. Mic drop. Game yeah. over. Yeah, the, you know, for, the, for, for the two of you that are still listening, uh, <laughs> that's all you need to know. But as far as the new stuff that's coming around, it's already been there. But what I'm noticing, and this kind of hurts my heart a little bit that there are some people who have a, a curated an audience or cultivated an audience that they're monetizing it and they're uh, offering classes on how to uh, live with less and to do all these things and I'm like you know it, it kind of irks me a little bit I, I, I've done a lot of research and I follow a lot of people I have followed a lot of people online and what they've written uh, in their blog posts and such and when they want to create a book of their a compilation of their uh, essays, I'm all for it. But you want to take a class or you want to join this course or you want to do uh, something where you're part of a, a cohort of people where you're paying 199 bucks for uh, X amount of hours of video information. I gotta say that's, uh, you're, getting on my, you're getting my hackles up. Um, I think the information should be shared for free um, it's it's just common sense and it's another perspective. But as far as what's new in minimalism, I think that there's a trend where people are trying to just get a money grab, market it, uh, market it and uh, try to because, you know, some people make a decision like they're going to quit their day job and they're going to do this full time. And for those that are doing that, that's great. They got to be able to pay the bill somehow. But I think to try to have people attend something or sign up for something uh, to be part of a community, you're already part of a community. Uh, in your mindset, and you'll find those around. I've already gotten to know a number of minimalists in my time, and it's been great. But I just, I, I'm, I'm concerned about where the path of this is heading. Uh, it's more, it's if anything, it's more of a path of internal change of your mindset as you view yourself and things and your uh, home. I guess that's where I'm at with what's new in minimalism. Um, I, so take it for what it's worth. Now to, now to you know, turn it on its head a little bit and talk about something that really isn't minimalism, um, AJ, we've had some conversations uh, recently about the current landscape of technology, where things are headed, where things are now. And uh, I've noticed that you've had some um, disappointment with where technology is going right now. Um, how are you doing with the current state of tech? Well, to, to quote somebody that uh, I respect near and dear, it hurts my heart a bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you are, Chris. Um, the thing about tech, and I don't just mean like photography, because photography, we have this this tendency, and I mean not just photography, musicians, anything that is like a, a skill, we have this syndrome that gets kicked up called gas, gear acquisition syndrome. We, I, we, I'm a, I have it uh, in spades. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we all kind of progress through it. And uh, what I'm seeing more and more is, much like you just said with minimalism, there is a high ramp up of marketing from all of the brands the, to push to have more. Like, oh, you can be more creative with this new upgrade, or you need this and you will be more professional. I love that one. Um, I don't know, it's, it's irritus, it is very irritant to me. And 
what I am getting out of it is this immediate knee-jerk reaction of, okay, this is something new. What are you actually doing for me that is new? Uh, if it is a software upgrade where you're changing where the OK button is on an app, I'm sorry, that is not anything new. That is iterative, not innovative. More and more I am looking at anything technology from the vein of what are you doing to benefit a human being? And if it doesn't pass that litmus test, I kind of just shuck it away. Um, perfect example, like here on the show we talk about the Apple Watch every so often yep. because it's one of those things where we can't deny that it is uh, a device that is really pushing a new thing, okay, the Dick Tracy wristwatch as it were. Um, but where do you and I usually come from? Well, you know, it, it, we usually look at it from the vein of, okay, what is it doing for health? What is it doing for um, health prevention? And all of these other features that are built into it. We never really talk about the lifestyle that Apple tries to portray where if you do this, you are healthier, or if you do this, you'll be more connected. I'm really rebelling against this notion of more connectivity, the better, uh, the faster the connectivity, the better. Uh, I think tech is going to have an, uh, a time, kind of a reckoning, where it's going to be where fast food and the food culture, especially we saw here in the United States, it's going to be a regression where we're going to see a slow food and more local movement like we see here in Bellingham with food trucks or um, less of the, the bigs. And until that time, like, I don't know, for me, I look at everything in the vein of, okay, they've, we've been here, done that, got the t-shirt. What are you really doing for me other than distract me more? And that's uh, like when we did our, our coverage from, from the WWDC. The, the thing that I, I give a tip of the hat to Apple, albeit I did say on the record, as somebody pointed out, as a listener pointed out, it was a little, uh, uh, a little too little too late where Apple's acknowledging that even with their own culture that they have fostered, there is people who are way too nose dive deep into their black mirrors that have an Apple logo onto it. And we need some sort of thing to remind us, hey, when you're sitting on the couch with your significant other, you don't have to have your device, that second screen, as everybody tries to market it to us. You do not need to have a second screen. Um, environment. I, I don't know. I just, that, that's where I'm kind of going with this is I feel like we are getting to the point where, um, in something that I'm making, I make reference to the fact that when you travel, this is something that's bugged me for a while as a photographer, where you go to this awesome place, you spend thousands of dollars to get to said place anywhere in the world, United States, Europe, doesn't matter. And when you go to a place, whether it's a tourist trap or not, the, the, the sea of people that you see immediately see them buried in smartphones, sell, uh, selfie sticks and whatever. And I asked myself, wow, for the, 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 the contemporary traveler, who sees more of your travels, the traveler or the smartphone? Because more and more, I just see people literally, uh, perfect example, even, even on a recent local trip, uh, I, I was at a beautiful location and I saw this person come up take their smartphone, immediately take a picture. Okay, cool, whatever. Then they sit down on a bench and they're typing away. They spent more time typing and hashtagging a photo than they did taking in the beautiful vista on an island. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Like I just, that, to me, that just kind of crushes me a little bit. It, it, it does harken back to uh, 
previous conversations we've had on this podcast, I think we are of like mind in what's going on. I'm making plans to uh, adjust my technology uh, for that because I'm I'm just as guilty. I've sure. I've I've had a sunset and I've attempted in my feeble ways to try to capture that moment and to be able to post that uh, on Instagram so that I could get a couple likes. What is my incentive or what? Why, why am I doing that? Um, and that is something that I've had the discussions internally and also with uh, trusted people to try to find out what is going on behind all that. Right. Um, I do like what you had brought up about the trend of uh, slow food. Uh, call it the indie food yeah. uh, thing. And, and if we get into indie tech uh, for a little bit to uh, maybe not be as subservient to the big giants uh, as we have been and maybe focusing on a little bit more, you know, because I'm really kind of digging the writing things down. I'm kind of digging, not just having, you know, the, the, we, we have this path that we go on as professionals, because I, in the, in the past, even though I got paid a couple bucks per gig, I would consider myself a professional musician in the past. Sure. I'm a professional technologist, because I do get paid for my work. Yeah. Uh, but there's a path that we take where we first get started and we learn. And then, we, and we're often in what would be considered substandard, uh, uh, affordable economical equipment. Sure. And then when the time comes when we actually do something with it or make something or create something, then we get some compensation and then that affords us to be able to buy pro gear. Air quotes on that. Air quotes gear. And as a musician, I got gas, gear acquisition syndrome big time. And that cost a whole lot of money in my path to try to find out what is important and right. what would I need. And as you reach that kind of crescendo or that apex of this sine wave, maybe maybe just a, a curve, a bell curve, where you are acquiring so much gear and so many things and so many cables and so many, in a guitarist or bassist case, pedals, or in a, in a uh, technologist, tablets or laptops or RAM chips or USB drives or external drives that you're only using because it's the latest and greatest or it can do this you really start to figure out what is important and then you realize I don't need all this other stuff. Right. And then you get back to the time where it's a Fender Stratocaster, a Tube Screamer pedal, and a Fender amp and rock. Yeah. Or you get yourself a phone and uh, a Bluetooth keyboard and go for it. You work with the tools that are, uh, th th you get to know your gear really well. And you're not distracted by, oh, I got to use this one because I haven't worked with this in a while. Um, as a photographer, you've d you've mentioned in a couple episodes past how you did a little bit of a uh, elimination of yeah. some of the additions uh, to your gear. Um, I did the same with uh, some of my music gear, yeah. and I I'm not playing music that much in, as of late, and so why is it still here? Uh, I think we all need to take a look at whatever our hobbies are. If you're a hiker and you've got six backpacks, uh, Osprey, Timbuktu, uh, REI branded, uh, name the, some of the, you know, North Face, Arcteryx, yeah. name all those brands. Which one can work for you in that situation and eliminate the rest? And uh, if you are a cooking aficionado, if you're a baker and you've got a whole bunch of mixing bowls, yeah. 
Do you really need the six mixing bowls? Do you really need to have the different types of powder? Uh, the baking powder, that is. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. But, uh, like, can you roll with one thing? Roll meaning not roll dough, but, uh, like, can you work with just one uh, thing the, 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 as this comes back to minimalism and, and where I am trying to live without having this cluttered landscape of all these things that I'm trying to balance um, can, how can that be applied in other hobbies or other professions yeah. and you know do you need to have four messenger bags do you need to have these uh, different handbags ladies uh, that are different colors, different styles, different uh, uh, appropriations. Okay, fair enough. For each instance, you know, you need to be able to justify that. So that is kind of, I think, where we're headed. I think we've kind of ha reached a limit to all of that we can absorb and all of this that we can take in with all of the new software updates. All it's doing, all these new software updates are doing, by the way, Gmail has a new interface. Um, I get to be teaching a class on now not just navigating uh, Google Mail, but now all the changes that happen because now people don't know where the heck anything is. Right. And so, of course, that's, that's revenue for me in teaching. But in a different mindset, it's creating confusion. It's creating frustration. a frustration and like, oh, no, here we go again. It's been six months. Yeah. I think uh, I, we're two that may be on the leading edge of getting tired and weary from all of the changes and all of the improvements to what we currently have been enjoying in tech and uh, in the the latest. Yeah, well, it just it's just not just tech. Like I, I see it in watches. I mean, I can't tell you how many different Kickstarter independent watches that basically use all the same factory source movements with the factory sourced cases. I just something that you just said a little bit ago, finding what matters. You know, like when it comes to the things that we get or the things that we make, you know, I make photos. Here's the thing though. And I, I recently had a, a really cool discussion with somebody who's very, uh, a technologist of social media. They are the goods. And it was interesting because I had a just off the cuff conversation with them. And even they told me that something like Twitter, something that they hog wild, have a huge following, they're pulling back on. Really, they, they feel that it's it is the what was promised of of social media has kind of n never came. It's it's everything has become uh, monetized in the feed. For instance, even Instagram. If you are listening to me and you're on Instagram, how many times when you swipe down to check the people that you want to follow, and you are greeted with some sort of promoted ad, Instagram has gotten hugely bloated and monetized through that feed. And, of course, Instagram is a Facebook-owned company. Now you're being marketed to uh, when you're trying to enjoy something that you've self-selected. Because that's the nice thing about social media. You can self-select the content that you want to watch or, 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 you know, read or whatever. But now it's mostly just advertisements. It's the equivalent of you buy your favorite magazine at Hagen's. You get it home and you get to see one article out of 20 pages. That's what I feel like. It's just we're basically either purchasing with data or actual physical dollars advertising. Yeah. And then on top of that, we are told that you are an individual brand. You need to advertise yourself, which gets me to the other side of what you said of um, look at things with meaning. 
when you take a photo to put it on Instagram, the, the, the case example of you go to a beautiful place and you spend more time on a bench text, uh, pounding out hashtags for that moment as opposed to experiencing your moment, why are you doing that? Yep. You know? Um, that's, the, that's the $64 question right there. You know, it, I don't know. I just, I think the instantness of social is really the part that I'm really attacking lately. I don't know. I just, I feel like we have gotten to the point where we've gotten complacent where, oh, this is what I need to do. You go to a nice place. They have a nice uh, food. You come out, you take a picture of it before you eat. Something I've made light of many times on the show. Mm -hmm. But we've accepted it now as a norm and that disturbs. And so, but let's, let's bring this back to uh, full circle in efforts to uh, do something different uh, than sitting on the sofa with your uh, two screens, uh, allowing life and time to uh, be spent, to, to pass. Let's get out. Let's enjoy these, what, two weeks of beautiful weather that we got in Bellingham? <laughs> okay, two and a half. But I mean, in the summer season, it's gonna be warm. It's, the sun's gonna be out later on. Let's get out and enjoy it. Find something to do. Experience it uh, because in a little while we're going to be talking in the fall and then we're going to be talking about ways to get out and do something else that doesn't involve screens. Even though you're listening to us on a device that may have a screen on it. And if you are, thanks very much for listening. But, uh, you know, drop us a line. Area code 201-731-8324. That's uh, 201-731-TECH. Leave us a voicemail uh, and let us know what you think about... uh, what we've been talking about. Are you on deck with us or you think we're full of hooey? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, anyway, we'd love to hear from you and love to hear about what challenges or victories you may be having in your relationship with technology. AJ, do me a favor. Let's wrap this thing up. (laughs) That wraps up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might listen to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the overcast city by the Salish Sea. On that note, take some time for yourself. I am AJ Barce. And for the back of AJ's truck, I am Chris Powell. Thanks again, once again, for listening to us on the Bellingham Podcast. Come on, this was fun. <laughs> it was fun. This is a definitely unique way to thousands of dollars of this gear in a studio. Rolling studio. It's a rolling studio. We have a rolling thunder. Rolling thunder. Yes, a blue thunder lives. On the-